Hi, welcome to another episode of Gold Bazan. This is Pasha Hajjan speaking. Today, I'll be joined by two other directors of Gold Bazan, Babaki Goldriz and Pejman Pars, and our dear friend Amir Hashim Mogaddam, former team melee player and SLL player. Uh, we'll be discussing the two friendly matches that Iran played against Tunisia and Morocco, about the benefits, about what we thought about the lineup, about the tactical formations under Kerush, what's in store for us, and what now we discuss about a variety of things. As always, we appreciate the support. Thank you so much for even sending us your questions. Uh, we answered the best as we could. Enjoy this latest episode of Gold Bazan. Hi, welcome to another episode of Gold Bazan. This is Pasha Hajian speaking. I'm joined by two directors of Gold Bazan, Pejman Pars and Babai Goldriz. And today we have our dear friend Don, Mr. Amir Hashimi Mogaddam. Mr. Hashimi, it's been a long time. We haven't had you on the pod hope all as well. Thank you for your time today. Uh, thank you. Thanks to you guys for your great job. Babai, Pejman, good to have you guys back on. Good to, nice to be back, Pasha. Alright, awesome. So the first uh, discussion we want to talk about is obviously Iran's two friendly matches we had on the 23rd of March. We played against Tunisia on the 27th, if I'm not mistaken, against Algeria. So the first we want to discuss, touch upon the first game um, against Tunisia. Uh, for the listeners that are listening, our starting lineup against Tunisia was Bayram Van, Rezaian, Babai Gorisha's close friend, Khanzade, Cheshmi. Mohammadi, Shojai, Karimi, Haid Safi, and Sarifar Gucci Nejad and Amiri. Mr. Hashimi, the first question I have for you is a lot of the uh, people on Twitter when we first uh, discussed about the lineup, they were very upset that why Mr. Karush has um, decided to cho- choose this lineup instead of our strongest lineup. Um, what what are your thoughts on, about this? Which I I thought it was more about him trying to test the players in different positions. Um, is there any different thoughts that you might have? No, I think uh, exactly what you thought. Uh, we, we don't have much time and too many games to the World Cup friendlies. And uh, you, you see the last line uh, defenders. Uh, if you see the uh, uh, formation against Tunisia, you see that the Ramin Rozayan, Hanzada, and Cheshmi they are two central defender of us. Because uh, actually, I think uh, if, if Jalal Hussein is fit and Mortaza Kurali Ganji are fit, they will play. But both of the players are not fit, and Pejman Montazeri was not 100%. Mm-hmm. And he chose, he, he needs something uh, uh, to try. And Khanzad and Cheshmi, the two players, they, they try. And if, if you talk about the midfield, uh, Ali Karim is not old. Hajj Safi is the important uh, player for us on midfield. And uh, yeah, Shojai, uh, you can say, okay, we have Shojai, we have Salman Gotus, uh, uh, maybe other players who can play on them. But but uh, I think Shojai in his good form, in his good shape, is also important. And, and uh, the attacking players, he has to try different player it's, it's the same they are all good players I think but but I I, I, I think the, the, the trainer has to uh, try and he has to know his 
team for his first game. That's my, my opinion. Barback, um, somebody that I know that you're very happy that it's back, and I think everybody's very happy that he's back, is Shojai. I mean, we both, me and you both, we couldn't watch this match, unfortunately, because we had the different obligations. But how vital are the players Shojai now that he's back in the starting line, especially that Ashkan Adesha is out for a while? Very much. He's got experience. He's actually found an Indian summer in his international career because four years ago we had all written him off. But then after that, from the Asian Cup onward, he's kind of found a new gear, a new lease of life. He's uh, more consistent, makes a little bit less mistakes, takes a little bit less risks. Uh, considering the World Cup and the system that we're probably going to play, I think we may see him a little bit deeper in the side as well. Uh, closer to Haisafi, and we saw this over the two games, I think, especially the second game, where he came in in a more deep central midfield role. So I think everyone on the side is happy he's back. With Ashkan Dejava also injured currently, and even if he comes back to fitness, I don't think he will be anywhere near his best, and he hasn't been for a long time. We need someone like Masoud in that squad. Pejron, based off what uh, Mr. Amir Hashemi said, um, Bob Back, um, what are your thoughts about the lineup and how vital of a role is Masoud going to have back into the team? Well, Masoud is a leader, so even if it won't be his best as a football player, he can make the other players better. And uh, Masoud, uh, he's good as an offensive player when he attacks. He often gets uh, free kicks, he makes the opponents get yellow cards, but also, on the other hand, on the other hand, when he's more defensive, if he's going to play like a number six in the World Cup, uh, he he's also a guy that always get a, gets a yellow card and always makes some uh, less smarter tackles. So I, I'm still kind of worried, but I don't see anyone else taking that position today. But what's uh, uh, interesting about the lineup versus uh, Tunisia, I think it showed that some players should be written off immediately. For the World Cup, mm -hmm. they're, they're simply not ready or not good enough. And for me, those players are like uh, Cheshmi, those players are Khan Zade. Uh, uh, I think even Amiri uh, isn't a starter, or, or uh, I don't think he should even be in the squad, to be, to be honest. Uh, Uchanejad will probably be in the squad, but I can't see him as a starter right now. I see three or four strikers before him taking. Uh, uh, getting that striking position. So even if Iran lost 1-0 against Tunisia, I think we got some good answers that some players simply aren't up to that standards. And imagine Isco going one-on-one -on -one against Cheshmi. I mean, it, <laughs> it would be a disaster every time for us. And I can't, I don't want to see that happen in the World Cup. We need, we need much stronger players and much better team effort from everybody to be honest we'll talk about our individual players and just the lineup after our discussion um with the algeria match messer hashimi um one of the african football experts maher mezai came on the podcast and he told us about how vital of a role tunisia is gonna and how benefits gonna do for iran in terms of you know morocco plays very compact they're much more of a better side defensively he mentioned to us than tunisia what benefit did you see iran playing against tunisia uh, yeah, Iran didn't play well against Tunisia. Uh, I think we saw it. Everyone saw it because uh, what uh, I think Iran did one thing good. It was a high pressure football, and that was without ball. Uh, you saw every time the player had the ball from Tunisia. We had two, dif two, three different players close to the zone of the ball. That was okay, but but. If Iran wanted to start 
<coughs> building off of play or, or attacking, you didn't see the uh, automatic pattern or or, or uh, <coughs> some 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 lines in our uh, game, and that's normal because you play with almost uh, three four different players. They are just new uh, and. Uh, and uh, you see even even the plays which I'm a fan of him and Khanzade uh, Chishmi two very important player of you they are your central defender if you want to build up you know the backs uh, right or left back they are, in my eyes they are not the player they have to build up the, in my eye the backs are to attacking the backs are okay if you want to keep the football position but not for the build up but the most important players are two different central defenders, but they are not experienced in national team. That's the reason we didn't play well against Tunisia. Pejman, based off of what Mr. Amir Hashimogadam said, and looking at this Tunisia match, did you see any sort of benefits that we could take away from this, especially a side that plays so compact? Of course, of course. Uh, as Mr. Hashemi said, you know, uh, we have some interesting players both on the left on the right side. Uh, I myself is a big fan uh, of uh, both Milad Mohammadi and actually Ramin Rezaian. I think Ramin did really good in the game against uh, Tunisia. I think he showed that he have improved not only as a as a build up player because I think he done that pretty good before, but also uh, as a defender he made less mi mistakes. He didn't uh, uh, rush into anything and uh, he proved that. Uh, he can be that, that he should be a starter on the right side but yeah our, our problem or Iran's national team problem right now is that we don't have many good options uh, in the central defense and the central midfield and that's a vulnerability that I'm sure our opponents in the World Cup uh, will do their very best to take advantage of so we, we make we need to make sure that the they don't. They, they can't be left alone, or they can't be too exposed. We need both a defensive uh, good pressure and also the offensive pressure must be must be smart. Just not, not just rush into something and hope that uh, the the pressure would be enough. So Kairosh has some work to do until the World Cup. Now, before we start talking about the Algerian ma match, because it's fresh in our minds, and all of us we watched this match, is Mr. Hashimi. And before the World Cup, I think everybody basically that watched Team these inside and out, that we could have all predicted that 4-3-3 was what Mr. Karish was going to implement. Well, how vital of a role, for me personally, I would say the person that would click this team in the 4-3-3 would be Esana Safi. How vital of a role do you think he will play um, going into the World Cup? Uh, you know, uh, Safi in my eyes, I think he will play on 8. Uh, or uh, we, we can say box-to-box -box player. Mm -hmm. Because he has the ability to keep the ball. He has the ability. He, he, can, he has a good shot. And he's experienced. He can change the game. He cross balls. And my idea is uh, the best best uh, uh, position for him is in, uh, on 8. Because the one thing he doesn't have is a little bit difficult for him is the first three or four meters if he wants to defend. He's not very fast starters, you know. And that's the reason I think he will play on eight, which means you take a risk out of the game if he's playing deeper, you know. And number six can, can cover him up in his back. That's my idea that he will play on eight. 
from left. Bobak, I know you're a huge fan of Essan yourself. Um, how big of a role, especially he played, I believe he was our man of the match against Algeria. How big of a role do you think he's going to play in a 4-3-3 for Kairos' side? I, I want to take you guys back to four years ago to the World Cup. And we were all talking about it in the post-match analysis and the post-tournament uh, autopsy, let's say. And we all suggested that... Uh, Essan Hajsafi is going to be our new central. He's going to be uh, the heart and engine of the side going forward. And at that point, it was not so clear that Carlos would do that, but we felt there's no other option. Uh, and it's come true. Essan right now is a stable member of the starting lineup, a vital member, especially when you come back and tell, uh, when Peshman was saying that right now there are question marks over the spine of the team. You look at the central defenders, we don't know about their fitness going forward. If Hosseini is not fully fit or at his age you wouldn't expect him to play three games within 10 days or 12 days as well so you have question marks over the central defender i'm sure we're going to talk about the goalkeeper who is in a little bit of a patchy uh, form mm -hmm. right now so and Osmoon Sadler Osmoon up front, yes, he is scoring goals, but he's not going to give you more than 50 to 60 minutes at best, the way I've seen it over the last four years. So you have question marks over the whole spine. Said Ezatoloi is missing the first game as well. So you have S on there. He is the vital cog that keeps everything together. Uh, his drive, his engine, his work rate, his... Uh, tackling back, his tracking back, uh, his link-up play with the attack. I think we saw all the best glimpses of his uh, ability against Algeria. He's indispensable. Uh, for me, he is somehow also a captain material, and we've seen him wear the captain's armband in recent times as well. Uh, we need him to be fit, because otherwise we're going to have a huge issue over the central midfield, because you don't have legs there. Even if Said plays, Said's not the fastest or most mobile player. You have maybe Masood or in a number 10 role, maybe someone else. You don't see someone really contributing so much to both phases of play. So like Mr. Hashemi said, he's going to be box to box number eight and he's going to be a huge... Uh, his form is going to dictate a lot about how we perform at the World Cup. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, may, I add, uh, may I add something? Yeah, of course. Uh, of course. Uh, yes, I think uh, I think uh, the Mr. Kirosh uh, has a piece now if he, he can put Hajj Safi on eight position because not just Hajj Safi is playing good. I think behind Hajj Safi you have Milad Mohammed, which is one of my favorite players too because his his, his power of Milad and his positioning his, uh, of Milad gives much more cover to Hajj Safi that mm -hmm. gives much more freedom to Hajj Safi. That's I think. Uh, it would be a great combina combination between Hajj Safi and Milat. And uh, the space behind Hajj Safi can be uh, uh, covered by the Milat. Especially, especially Milad and Mohammadi has also been one of our most consistent players. Um, Pejram, before we discuss about you know the Algeria match, um, is there anything you would like to add based on Milad and Mohammadi and Esan Hajj Safi? No, no, nothing there. Uh, I think uh, it can be a uh great duo in the World Cup and especially in the Asian Cup. Now for part two of this discussion, we're going to be discussing the Algeria match. Let's talk about the Iran versus Algeria match because we all watched this match. Um, for listeners, again, uh, four players, I believe, from the last game retained their position. Um, so for the listeners, this was our starting 11 versus Algeria. Bayram Dan, Ghafouri, Montaziri, Khanzade, Agai. Ezzatullahi, Haid Safi, and Sarifar, Jamabash, Tarami, and Azmun. 
Um, we won this match. I thought Iran played well. Uh, I, I would say our distribution wasn't the very best, but um, I was very surprised to see how well we did, especially counter-attacking. Well, ball back. Um, the first question I have for you is, what did you take out of this match, especially especially considering the fact that um, what's interesting is Ansari fired from what we also was playing as a number eight. It was vital with the early goals. Uh, our, our overall style of play somehow puts us under pressure to score the first goal in the game. It's very rare that we've seen us concede the goal and even more, more so to imagine us coming back into a game after going behind. This is one of my biggest worries going into the World Cup. Our system, our style of play, our psychology is all based on keeping it tight and getting a goal. So against Tunisia, we saw that. We conceded the goal and we didn't get back into the game. And it's difficult for me to go back and try to remember too many games over the last four years where we conceded first. So on, and on that front, it was vital we got the first goal. In terms of uh, Karim and Farid, uh, okay, we played a 4-3-3. He was much deeper than uh, we'd ever seen him for the national team. I thought it was an interesting experiment. Uh, I'm not sure about number eight, because he's not so mobile to be a box-to-box, -box, but he was a more, uh, let's say, deeper number 10, maybe, uh, in that central midfield. So I thought he kept uh, good movement, uh, good control on the ball. He has a good understanding and vision of where the game is. It's too early to say that uh, this is how he's going to play in the World Cup. Maybe he's going to be the a number 10 and then come back deeper against uh, Morocco on the first game since we have a suspension in Ezzetto Alai. So, interesting experiment. Again, Kairosh does something a little bit out of uh, left field that we probably didn't see coming. But more or less, I think that cements Ansari Farid's spot in the squad. And we had this debate before with Sina as well. He felt Karim might be one of the people in danger of losing his spot in the squad. But I think this versatility, he can play on the left side of attack, he can play as a number 9 instead of Sardar, and now he can probably play as a number 10 or a deep 10, then mm -hmm. this probably cements his spot in the squad. Pejman? Uh, well, Bobak put it quite good. Uh, Ansari Fad showed that he can play in different positions uh, when he's up front, and I'm sure that he will get some vital minutes in the World Cup. If not as a starter in one of the games, I'm sure he will play at least against uh, uh, Morocco from start because uh, I, I believe that Kerosh thinks that it suits him more. Uh, but uh, what we saw against uh, uh, Algeria, or, or let me say this, what worried me about Algeria, if we're just going to talk about the less good things, is that we still, that, that Kerosh still doesn't let any of the other goalkeepers play any games. I mean, what's the point of inviting players like Mazaheri and Hosseini if you're not going to give them minutes against teams like Algeria? I mean, the games against Sierra Leone, second half Hosseini came in, but you know, that game was, uh, it was like Sierra's B or C team. Uh, and what worried me even more is that despite having a new goalkeeping coach in uh, Mr. Alessandro Lopez for you know, our national team, uh, Beiran Van continues once again to do his stupid uh, mistakes and you have to call them stupid now because once a mistake maybe two times a mistake but if you do them several times it's no longer a mistake it's something that you simply haven't learned as a goalkeeper and uh, uh, he's to blame 
for the Algerian goal 100%. And I'm sure if he's going to play in the World Cup, he will make some really crazy decisions that will not benefit him. He did it against Tunisia as well. Iran just got lucky that they didn't... Uh, uh, that there was uh, opportunities, opportunities didn't uh, get into the goal. So, uh, I, I don't know. I'm not confident at all with Bayerman being our number one. Uh, and he showed that even against Algeria when Iran won. So, that's my biggest concern right now. After what Mr. Hashimi has to say about the match, we'll discuss every uh, positive and weaknesses within the team. Uh, Mr. Hashimi, what did you make out of our style of performance versus Algeria? I saw the players uh, from uh, close uh, and uh, how they stay. I have to say first that uh, Karim played on 10, not on 6, not on 8. I'm sorry for that because the Zatulay and Hatsabi they played on uh, six and eight and Karim and sorry for on ten. Uh, you know it it, it wasn't uh, a great game for whole game ninety minutes, but I have seen very strong moments of Iran, which 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 which, uh, which give us uh, good hope. Uh, and uh, we saw um, I saw much more combination between the players. That's very positive. I saw they wanted to play football, not just waiting and counter attacking. We had a very strong counter attacking. We have we had a very strong reaction football. Mm-hmm. You know, there are many teams they play reaction football. They wait, they wait, they wait, and the mistake of the opponent, they get the ball and they play. And what what I saw, and it was very great to see, that we had two different sides, right and left side, uh, after the uh, in the uh, attacking uh, a zone. Three angles, right side uh, Jahanbash, Karim, Sardar, and left side Taremi, Sardar, and Karim. And it's very difficult to defend these players if they get a little bit of space. But what you say, what I understand, uh, what uh, also we have to think of, what the uh, important issue is, one of the uh, central uh, midfielders, um, six, and I think all six will be uh, Masu Trujayi. And the, now behind, beside him will play Haj Safi. And uh, right back, uh, I think the, for the right back position, uh, Afuri had played not bad, good. You know, different between Afuri and Rezaian is Rezaian is uh, look like much more uh, uh, elegant player. Afuri is um, has much power, you know, mm-hmm. and and I think uh, that uh, Mr. Kerush will look at the games, which game has to play Afuri, which game has to play uh, Rezaian. But central defense, uh, it was very difficult because Hanzade uh, plays a right side central and Pejman Montezer left side, which is not uh, the uh, very good position for Pejman because he's right footed. And uh, he had to build up from the left side, and even they tried. They tried Alai on the left side. He didn't play uh, bad, but he didn't play very well. Alai maybe maybe because he has a very good uh, right uh, winger, um, Mares, and uh, but uh, what what I saw, uh, you see that uh, second half. Uh, Shojai comes in 
plays on six, and Milad Mohamed he plays just twenty minutes, and uh, you see that uh, the huge difference in our left side. Mm -hmm. If if the left side is okay, and you have a piece also in right side, but I think uh, about the keeper, I am uh, completely agree with uh, Babak and Bejman. It, it it doesn't match Iran. Uh, yes. Bejman is not a bad keeper; is the good goalkeeper, but but is not complete keeper, and. Uh, he makes uh, lots of mistakes. Uh, one of the mistakes, it's unfortunately the, the goal uh, Algeria scored. And why the other keepers doesn't keep in that friendly matches? Um, I'm afraid. I'm afraid that Bayraman will be the first keeper for World Cup mm -hmm. because uh, I think that uh, Carlos uh, look at the uh, experience of the players for the World Cup. I don't think that he will use uh, another keeper. He didn't play huge games in Asian games or, 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 or World Cup games. And I hope, I hope, uh, not just I'm from Sterlal, but I hope that Hosseini get a chance. He's, he's a much com completer keeper. And uh, and do we please don't do not forget if poor Aliganji is fit, you have a great left central defender. And it, it, uh, then uh, Carlos Queiroz can choose between uh, Say Jalal or uh, Bejman, right, uh, central defense. But I, I give it for the game uh, against Algeria, I think, uh, seven to Iran. Uh, they didn't play bad. And don't forget Algeria's very strong team, all the players playing around the world, Premier League. But Iran can be much better. I'm, I'm also critic. I'm, uh, I, I look at uh, the trainer to the, to the matches of Iran. Uh, there are lots of work to do for Carlos Queiroz, and I hope uh, he can find the puzzle. And all much important thing is the trainer is always looking for the balance in his team. What I saw attacking Iran and Iran, I saw a great balance. I, I was uh, very, very surprised once more. I saw Karim and Sarif around 10. Mm -hmm. You have a scoring uh, uh, possibility, ability from the second line. And he also defends very well. I saw him many times in, in, in the box of Iran to defending and also in attacking area. I, I am optimistic about Karim on 10 position. That's my idea. Thank you for the great comments, Mr. Hashimi. Now let's talk about you know the different departments within this team, especially now the goalkeeper situation is going to be a hot debate. Um, Bobak, I know you're not the I mean Bayron Van's biggest fan, and especially what Pejwan and Mr. Hashimi said that why we're inviting you know even Abid Zada just got invited back again. He didn't get his debut. Hossein Hosseini is in fantastic form for his club. You have Mazeri as well, but Bayron Van still gets his chance, especially that we want to, you know, test different goalkeepers. What do you make out of the goalkeeper uh, situation? And do you think that maybe potentially Hayri could come and retain back his p position as starting goalkeeper with his new club? Unfortunately, I think Hayri's chances for the World Cup are zero. You, will, you don't drop your... Uh, Probably your most experienced goalkeeper from the squad six months before the World Cup and don't give him another look in 
for six months and then bring him back into the game. It doesn't make sense. So the, for whatever reason, and I, me personally, I I cannot believe it's just footballing reasons. It doesn't make sense. Haiti was in good form towards the end of the season. He was playing regularly. Yes, he didn't have a club now for a few months and the Swedish league starts up again. But at the very least, you want you want to have an experienced backup for Beiranvan at the very least. So that's point one about Haiti. I think it's too late for him. But don't forget, four years ago, a goalkeeping position, Haidi was unexpectedly thrown in at number one without almost any uh, friendly experience either. Mm-hmm. So, Kerr could surprise us. But uh, now the position, the, the situation with Beroman is simple. He's not been in the best of form for the past year or so. His judgment on crosses is very, very poor. He comes out for no reason. Uh, he fumbles the ball quite a lot. And we saw that in the, I think it was first half, if I'm not mistaken, a long-range shot. It bobbled in front of him, it bounced off his chest, and luckily it went out to a corner rather than right back into the box for a follow-up. So it's not just a goal, but he had a couple of uh, a couple of moments where anything can happen. Overall, he's a great shot stopper, but at the World Cup, be sure, especially Morocco, they're going to be pumping in the balls into the box to try to take advantage of that. So now you have only games coming up in May, less than one, almost one month before the World Cup. At that stage, you want to try people like Hosseini or Mazahiri. You also have the risk of uh, causing Bayron Van to lose more confidence because a few weeks before the World Cup and you try to experiment and then the goalkeeper, your first choice goalkeeper is already might be frail or fragile in terms of confidence. He's going to be wondering, okay, am I good enough? Am I going to start, etc. So for Kirosh, I personally feel he should have experimented earlier. These were good games to try to try other keepers against uh, Algeria, against Tunisia, maybe in a more meaningful way rather than Sierra Leone. I feel Benovan will be the number one choice. But now I'll ask you another question: What if Benovan gets injured, and mm-hmm. then you have three inexperienced, three other inexperienced goalkeepers in the squad, and Haiti out of the fold? You're gonna call Haiti back into the team, or are you going to try someone? Rookie, basically, at the World Cup. Situation is a bit worrying for me. Pejron, based off of this goalkeeper's injury and what Ballback's question, could you give us your thoughts, please? Uh, I I wouldn't be so quick to uh, write off uh, Hariri just yet, to be honest. But, um, yeah, let's play with the idea that uh, they don't get injured. I I hope he he stays fit because we... We, we don't wish any players injuries, so let's be, be clear with that. But if uh, he won't be able to make it, um, I'm sure uh, the other players uh, will be more than ready to, to take that place. And to be honest, I'm not that worried that they don't have that big of experience uh, internationally. Uh, these players, they should be professional and even good enough to, to handle that kind of uh, pressure. So... Maybe that will be Hariri's big chance because Hariri will now play uh, in the Swedish Allsvenskan that starts uh, any day now. What will be troubling though, that uh, in May, like the 11th of May against Syria and 18th against Uzbekistan, those are not FIFA days. So Hariri won't probably get invited. Or if he gets invited, I doubt that his club, Sunsal, will let him go. So... That's two more games that Harry won't be able to play. Uh, then I think it's really important uh, for uh, Kadosh to show his uh, his ideas of who is number two for real. And th- that's a fight between now Mazoheri, even Lack, 
and uh, Hosseini. Uh, we don't know, but as Bobak said, he gave us a surprise in the last World Cup, and it uh, turned out quite well because everybody was expecting Daniel Dovari. Um, I'm sure that uh, the goalkeeping situation will get uh, sorted out eventually. Uh, but right now, the way the shape Beirovan uh, is in, I'm, I'm worried. But I'm confident that this will, in a magic way, turn out to, to the very, very best form. Mr. Hashimi, if you could give us your thoughts, especially, and I just recently spoke to SRL's coach, Mr. Schaefer, and asked him which, which of these players he potentially thinks that could play in Europe, and without a hesitation, he said, Hossein Hosseini, and it goes on to show you how much trust there is in this goalkeeper, and he's just doing phenomenal in the um, league, some crazy minutes he hasn't conceded, and what do you make out of the goalkeeping situation, and do you think potentially that Kerish might somehow uh, give a chance to another goalkeeper to test out? Yes, I think... The problem is, uh, I understand, and um, also I agree, that maybe Hariri has to be a, uh, a, a national team, but he didn't play a lot. And uh, the other, on the other hand, uh, I think the, uh, what uh, Mesekeros will do is almost the same he will do with Salman Gordus and he has done with Ali Reza. Uh, Hosseini, I'm sure, no doubt, will be the first keeper in Asian Cup. And uh, but I think uh, I agree with the guys. If 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 Bayron gets injured or getting sick, uh, ill, somebody else has to stay in the goal. And I hope. And in uh, I think we have three or four games before the World Cup. Uh, we have anyway Turkey and uh, Greece, Uzbekistan, and maybe another one. And I hope that. He will, or another keeper, will get the chance to do that. But uh, and about the uh, uh, Europe players uh, and Mr. Schiffer, uh, he's right. Uh, Hossein is the great uh, keeper, goalkeeper. But but you have to see which which country. Uh, I think you know it much better. You cannot uh, never offer Hossein to England. Mm -hmm. The first thing they ask is the goalkeeper one ninety five or not. You know that depending on the country, depending on how they play uh, in Italy, you need the keeper. That he just uh, can catch the ball in Holland, or, or you need the keeper. He can play as a liberal. You know, it's much different. But as a, how I see Hosseini, he's a great keeper. He can keep very easy in Netherlands or or, or, or in Germany and uh, in Belgium. And uh, there are more players they can play in Europe, no doubt. So, and Hussein is saved with many, many points for Estella this this uh, this season, and we will see. I I hope uh, you know you know Carlos is an experienced uh, trainer Carlos Kerosh, and uh, sometimes he, he will come with many surprises, and yes. and you never know that. Yes, definitely. Um, now let's talk about the defending department, um, which Mr. Hashmi pointed out that, you know, depending on the match, we don't know if the riding start, starting right back is going to be Rezaian or Gafuri. And what I was really disappointed, I mean, I might be kind of harsh, is I still believe Cheshmi is still going to get invited to the national team because of the center back depth of center back issue we have. But I was very disappointed uh, in Khan Zadeh. And I think with the two matches that um, he started, I think Kairish was pretty much giving him a trial to see if he's needed. Um, Bobak, um, what did you make out of the um, defending department, especially with Khanzar and Agai starting? And it seems like Agai potentially could be uh, Milad Mohammadi's backup going to Russia. To be honest, 
uh, we don't have, you said it right we don't have so much de depth in the central defense area uh, if you have to pick four players you probably have uh, Montazeri, Hosseini, Purali Ganji plus one which is probably going to be Cheshmi unless he wants to take five so logically speaking Khanzade considering two of the central defenders were injured he was going to get a chance here to prove himself uh, as Cheshmi has had quite a few chances in the recent months so I was disappointed with him. I don't see him at this level. He shouldn't be near the squad. But when you are in a position where you don't have the options, then you're limited to try to work with the ones you do have. So he may go to the World Cup, but I think we'll go with four players and uh, uh, Cheshpin will be the fourth one. Um, the biggest issue is when Jalal Hosseini doesn't play, even if poor Ali Ganji is playing, there's a little bit of a, let's say, leadership issue in that defense. There's a little bit of coordination, communication, etc. And it's vital that Hosseini is fit for me. It's uh, Even if he's not going to get all three games, it's vital that he's fit and plays next to his partner, probably poor Ali Ganji. In terms of Agai, uh, I was disappointed, uh, but... When you take into context, you're playing against Riyad Mahrez and you're probably one of your uh, first games uh, for the national side. You take that into perspective, maybe it was uh, early day jitters for him and he will only learn from it and get better. He wasn't abysmal, but he wasn't anything memorable either to say that, yes, he definitely should be going to the World Cup. But again, you have options, uh, limited options. And I would rather have the option of having Agai there than pulling back Ehsan Hoysafi and then having a big hole in our central midfield. So taking that into account, I think Agai will probably go to the World Cup as Milad's backup. Uh, yes, something that uh, Bobak just mentioned, you know, maybe a, a surprise would be that Ehsan going to the left side, taking Mohammadi's place, and Mohammadi would play in the central defense next to Hosseini or Purali Ganji. They will have a strong left side, but our, our defensive midfield would, would be even weaker. But uh, maybe uh, we will change tactics or, or way formation that our uh, central defense uh, won't be so much, uh, what can you say, uh, uh, be as important as before. So, because uh, we can probably, I guess, uh, uh, expect uh, a lot of rushes from the left and the right side uh, coming uh, when uh, Morocco or even Spain and Portugal are playing. But if, if you have a strong left side with Ehsan and Mohamedi, that will be difficult. Then we'll have a weaker right side with uh, Reza Ion, uh, there or maybe even Gafori. So then we will make sure that our central defenders will help the right side much more. But you know, that, that's just a, just, just a thought. Uh, Son have been really strong in the central midfield these two games, uh, and he's doing good in, in Greece, where he actually plays at the left side. So uh, I, I don't see that option off the table just yet. But since we lack in depth in the central defense and central midfield, maybe uh, we will start to what Bobak just said. But it's a, it's just ID. Mr. Hashimi, if you could give us your thoughts about the defending situation with the players that started. You know, uh, I agree with the guys. Uh, you know, Kanzada, you don't have to expect too much of him. He's uh, just invited. He plays just a test game, I think, and uh, he, he will not play. And uh, Chishmi is between central defender and central midfield. He's not uh, uh, made for both uh, positions, you know. Mm -hmm. With Chishmi, you have to play. You have to see each game. 
how you have to play. But uh, once more, uh, we, we, we maybe we make a big issue at this moment. Let's be positive and let's be, uh, think that uh, Sejalal is fit, Montezari is fit, and poor Ali Ganji is fit. And we have three very, very good central defenders. You know, if, if, if Sejalal cannot play, we can use uh, Montezari right uh, central and poor Ali Ganji left central. Uh, of course, uh, Montessori is not a, a nature from his nature a leader, but he has experience, and uh, and uh, I think I think uh, what I think we have three central defenders. They are uh, they have to be choose by I think the left side is Kurali uh, Ganji. Between the right, the right side is between Jesse Jalal and Montezel. Hansard and Cheshmi, maybe we, they go to World Cup. I think I see the chance much more for Cheshmi to the World Cup than uh, Hansard because Cheshmi you can use Cheshmi also on central uh, midfield, you know, in the sixth position sometimes. <laughs> and uh, Milad Mohammadi, no doubt, is the best one. And and Kafuri or uh, Rami Rezaian. I see both right backs their own uh, quality. Uh, they have uh, their own specific uh, 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 power. One is more football player. Another one is more, more much powerful. And I'm sure uh, Mr. Kellers will look at each game. <clears throat> let them play and please don't forget we don't have much good central defenders in Iran and and if, if I invite Khan Zadeh he's one of the better players in Iran <clears throat> and and he needs something uh, extra of course Mr. Kerbish right, that's, that's what I think about or, or defending yes definitely alright let's talk about the midfield situation then we're going to talk about our attackers then we have a few quest general questions um, from Twitter is that at Pajam, send us a question from Twitter. Uh, thank you for your question. Is I'd like to hear you discuss the central midfield situation against Morocco. Uh, I'm going to start this off with Pejman, especially considering that side as Atalay won't start our first match. Yeah, well, we, we mentioned before who will play next to Ehsan, uh, because I'm sure that Ehsan will be one of those players. Most probably it will be Mas. Sujojai playing next to him, which makes that Masoud is one of the more, uh, he would play, play much more offensive, be the first one that, uh, that puts the pressure, and we'll see Ehsan be like yeah, sweeping the ball and, and be a box-to-box -box player. But then we have the interesting players on left and right side, and maybe that's one of Iran's uh, strengths in the midfield and also in the in the attacking uh, position, because uh, Jahan Bash, Iran's by far best player right now, uh, will probably start on the right side. And I was really, really happy to see that uh, he finally could play the way he plays in uh, in Aset yes. Agmar in the national team as well. Uh, putting pressure from the right side, uh, uh, running, giving great crosses, and it was how the goal for Osmoon also was created. So at the right side, we're 100% sure that we will see Jahan Bash. On the left side, we have some good options. Uh, Toremi, uh, he does well in the national team. You can say whatever you want about his personality, about the way uh, he talks or his decisions for moving to Qatar, but uh, he gets good results on the Kairash. So I'm sure uh, he can be one of those players starting on the left side. If not... Um, 
I'm not so keen on Amiri. I would maybe rather see Kabe uh, Rezaei. Uh, you can even see Karim Ansari Fahad or even Salman Wadus. If not, Salman or Karim will play a number. number. Uh, I think we have some good options in the midfield. Uh, that's uh, Iran's uh, strength in the World Cup. Bobak, a player that we all are very interested to see where uh, Mr. Karish is going to start. Um, Salman Godus, potentially where he's going to play him. Right now, it's not too sure, with, especially with the 4 3 3. We know Jahan Bash has secured his right spot. And for me personally, I think Tarimi will be our left wing spot. But we have a question from at the Farboat, and he said it doesn't appear that CQ is in favor of using Godus as a 10. He tried Ansari Fader, but it didn't work. It's looking more and more like Godus will be the primary backup for both Tarimi and JB on the wings. I think this is a mistake. He's one of our best players. What do you make out of those comments, Bobak? First of all, it's, I think it's all about perspectives. I think the three of uh, uh, the four of us may have seen Karim Al-Sarifad looking in a more positive light against uh, Algeria rather than the, the person who uh, asked this question. So I thought the experiment as a first step was okay for Al-Sarifad. He showed glimpses of what can be. Uh, I would probably try it again before I uh, write him off. In terms of Salman, uh, I mean, before the pod, we were having a chat, and Mr. Harshami said this, and I was actually thinking of this uh, during the game when I saw Kodos come on very late. Four years ago, we had the same feeling about Ayuza Jahanbakhsh. He looked like the next big thing. We could see that he would be a vital member of the side going forward, and we all wanted him to start at the World Cup, but he only got 15, 20 minutes a game. He showed glimpses of what is to come. Uh, I have a feeling that some to have that option is great. I think someone needs more time. Uh, the main thing is for him to be patient and also for Carlos to believe in him. But we can all see this guy is a quality player. And uh, going forward in the national team, he will be a vital member. Uh, just to add uh, to what um, Pejman mentioned about Jahan Baksh, I also felt exactly the same way. For a long time we've seen him in Holland and we feel it's just not clicking in the same way and you sometimes felt he's trying too much at Team Melli. This game was one of his best games in the national side for me. He, he, he looked confident. Uh, he looked like the go-to player for us. He had the beating of the opponent all the time. He made the right decisions. He didn't overdo it as well. Sometimes he kept it simple. Sometimes he had nice one-twos and inter-link-up uh, play with uh, Sardar or Karim, etc. So I thought it was very, very positive. And if he continues this way and takes the same club form and, let's say, psychology into the national side, uh, into the World Cup, I think we have a very, very, very important player, maybe on par with Sardar, when you consider Sardar's goals. Mr. Hashimi, if you could just give us your thoughts and about the midfield situation, please. Yes, uh, I think the guys had said everything are also very good. Um, I think my idea is uh, if you have to start with Morocco, that's that's uh, that's the uh, true final for us. I think if we win against Morocco, we have a, a very very big chance to go chance to go to the second round. And I think against Morocco, you can put different midfielders against Morocco. And uh, but my idea is my feeling is uh, the trainer is looking not uh, uh, just individual players how they play. Uh, Carlos Keros, Mr. Keros is looking for the right balance in his team, and I am confident, not one hundred percent of course, because we have to see much more games that he has find 
his midfield and and uh, and attackers. I think that he will start with Rojai and Sarifar and Hajit uh, Safi on midfield and uh, also right uh, Jahan Bash left side uh, Tarami and, uh, and the target man will be Sardar. But please don't forget we we don't talk too much about Kawe Rezai which is a wonderful player. And mm-hmm. we are talking about the uh, uh, top scorer of Greece, Karim Ansari, the top scorer of Belgium, uh, Charlois, Kaverezai, uh, good, uh, good Sadar Azmund, one of the top scorers of Netherlands, uh, Ali Reza, you know, and Taremi is top scorer of his club in a sh- very short time. And we have lots of possibilities, uh, and uh, many countries are jealous of Iran. I'm sure about it. I, I've 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 started the game with one of the Dutch uh, colleagues of me in 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 Al in uh, Graz, Iran, Algeria, Algeria. He told me many countries will be jealous of your your attacking uh, possibilities, and uh, uh, this is what I saw also there. But the the most important thing is is there are not that individuals. We have to. The uh, trainer has to uh, find the uh, correct uh, balance and uh, to make the puzzle complete. And what uh, and about Saman Godus, uh, absolutely right. I think it will be for him the World Cup of experience. He will be uh, very good, very good back uh, up for or midfield or attacking players. But I don't think someone will play in, in, in uh, attacking uh, positions because... What I know from Mr. Kerosh, he will use the attacking players in the close to the box of opponents. The players they can score and fight easily. Someone can score, but someone is not a fighter, you know. And uh, they need someone to make a make a make a war. And this uh, Carlos Kerosh is the Portuguese trainer, and they they like to make a war each game. They like the contact, you know, mm-hmm. and someone is not that type of player. That's the reason I think we will give the space to someone uh, on midfield to play uh, behind uh, behind the attackers. But it will be for someone, I think, uh, 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 10, 15, 20 minutes each game in World Cup. And he's a great player. I like his his his, his the way he's playing. I like uh, his his personality. He's a very good guy. But please don't forget. Uh, uh, I think in the beginning of the program, someone said Sadar uh, uh, Azmun will play fifty or sixty minutes each game, which which is it's okay. I think because we have Kawe Rezai. If if Kawe doesn't play there, we can put someone on number ten and we. Can put Karim Ansarifa in the, uh, as a target man. There are different of options. Uh, we don't have to be worried about about attacking uh, abilities uh, or qualities of Iran. Uh, we can score against every every team. But uh, the most important thing is that we can find the balance uh, uh, in the defensive way. If you look at the combination and one touch football of Spain, we have to find a way. How we can uh, uh, play against them, against the way they play, mm-hmm. and you know, Morocco is different than Spain. Morocco, and they play at the ball. They they love the ball, and it's good for Iran. 
because we can play against this guy because we are physically much stronger. <coughs> but <coughs> Portugal is all between Morocco and Spain. We can also win against Portugal. We, do, we have to go for win against Portugal, not just for the draw. But Spain, everybody can lose against Spain. Spain has different different uh, quality. And uh, I, I am very, very confident uh, about our abilities, about our qualities for attacking uh, uh, way we have. If we play reaction football, we have a good counter-attack. If we play on field of opponent, we have also good attacking players. Thank you, Mr. Hashemi, for your points, and thank you guys for your time. We have three final questions from social media. Um, one of them, which is at Milos underscore Sportske, and um, he has a question about what are our thoughts about what Mr. Carlos Kairos said. So, for the listeners, uh, this is what Mr. Carlos Kairos said. The two friendly games clearly show that we are far from where we need to be. It's tough to hear, but I have to be honest. We need special training for our domestic players. They need a special 40 days program. What is important, the Persian Golf League or World Cup? So this is a statement from our coach, the manager, Mr. Kairos himself. Bobak, um, what do you make out of the comments from coach? I think uh, no matter what happened, this was a scheduled uh statement from Carlos Queiroz two months before the final preparation for the World Cup. Yes, you draw the difference between the domestic players and the European-based players. You can see how uh, much more sharp they are uh, compared to the guys who are playing domestically. At the same time, he was going to say this regardless because he wants to have that 40-day camp. It's up to the players themselves to also pressurize their clubs because they it's a dream to play at the World Cup. <coughs> I would say in a country like Iran, yes, the World Cup is the peak of any footballer's uh, or the nation's uh, aspirations. Uh, so I would try to, I would have liked to have scheduled this from the beginning of the season. Even in countries like England, they try to, they consider how they could give their uh, national team a better chance by maybe finishing the league a little bit earlier in the World Cup year. So they'll be done at the end of April or just at the beginning of May. So we should, the uh, Iranian Football Federation and the league authorities should try to facilitate this. Otherwise, the only losers will be Iranian football at the end of the day. Pejman, is there any thoughts you'd like to add? Uh, just a uh, final uh, uh, quote uh, or something Mr. Oshemi said, uh, that we have a lot of uh, good uh, uh, opportunities in the front. And that's right, yeah. because when I was at the, at the press conference after Iran Sierra Leone, in the press conference after Iran versus Sierra Leone, uh, Carlos Keiris said that we have, uh, look at us four or five years ago, uh, we only had Reza Kuchanedad as our single striker, and everybody was really crazy happy about that. Today, we have four or five different strikers that are really good, that I can choose from. Uh, and he said the same thing about the goalkeeping uh, situation. We have four or five different goalkeepers that I can choose from. So, as Mr. Hashemi said, uh, a lot of countries should be jealous of the, the amount of good attackers Iran have. So, Uchanejad might not even come be in the squad, you know? Who knows? That's how good Iran's attacking play have become. So, we should be happy about that as well. That was all. Mr. Hashimi? Uh, your question was about uh, the condition of the players of Iran, I believe. Yes. The playing in Iran. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it, it's not difficult. Uh, Mr. Kerosh has 100%. Uh, is, is, is true what he says. 
because because in Iran with, with uh, lots of respect we play uh, uh, local uh, local uh, competition and uh, uh, is is not a very high uh, level of condition I, I mean football is okay but if you look at the uh, matches in Iran uh, you played against Yajamegan or you play against other other club and and if you go further maybe you play some of players playing also asian cup but you see also in asian club uh, cups uh, the players they have a problem already if if the if, if the opponent is faster is the opponent has the uh, very fast combination uh, football and we have a problem but i don't know why they don't understand that the trainers in iran we do not play against al ahli or al riyan we will play against teams as Spain and uh, against uh, Isco uh, Iniesta. We play against teams uh, Ronaldo playing in that team, which means the condition and the physical condition of the players is, is uh, ten times more important than what we see in Asian level. We have to compare that with the world level, not the Asian level. And and I don't understand some of the trainers, uh, Bronco, and he, he says always many things without thinking about that. He even uh, uh, says the name of the players, uh, which I don't think is, is, is correct. I hope that Iran Football Federation do something about that because he, he said something about Karim Ansari, Farsad, or Azmun Taremi, you know. Mm-hmm. He's not allowed to do that. I think the most important thing is that uh, if Mr. Kerosh is in Iran, the trainers of the clubs, they make uh, some meeting <clears throat> to see how they can help each other. And because it's not like that, that Iran, every, every World Cup will be in World Cup. Accidentally, we are now <clears throat> the second time we are in World Cup. <clears throat> but but we need to know. Everybody has to know. We we are going to play much much and much higher level and much higher uh, physical condition of the players. Physical condition is not just to be strong. Physical condition is to to have an ability to turn left or right, to have a mob- mobility, to be mobile. Uh, for first three meters, for uh, twenty meters, is is the ability to uh, to to have uh, everything. You know, is the complete package of the physical condition. Is not just to be strong. That's the difference uh, between the highest level in Europe, or world, and Asian. And uh, I hope I hope they can uh, work it out. I hope uh, that the trainers and the uh, Mr. Kerosh can sit together, have a meeting, and to find a, to find a way to make uh, players uh, stronger, which is also good for their clubs. If they get stronger, and the, the clubs get uh, stronger players back, mm-hmm. and uh, this is something uh, football federation has to do, and I hope they will do that. Thank you, Mr. Oshmi. The final question I have for everyone, and thank you again for your time, is that we have a question from contributor of Gold Bazan, Arya Alaverdi. And uh, the question he asks is, can you tell us your favorite starting 11, assuming that formation will be a traditional 4-3-3 in the World Cup? I'm going to start this off with Pejman. Well, yeah, I think it's 4-2-3-1. That doesn't matter. Uh, goalkeeper, I would like to see Hariri. 
From left to right, Mohammadi, Hosseini, Pural Ganji, Rezaian. Uh, our two defensive midfielders, uh, Hodge Safi, next to, this is a tough one, uh, Ezat Olay is off the first game, so I'll go with Karimi. Uh, and from left to right again, uh, on the left side, I actually want to see Taremi, number 10, I'll see Qudus. On the right side, Jahan Bakhsh, on top, Ozmoon. Mr. Hashimi? Uh, I will go if I'm a trainer <laughs> um, for Hossein in the goal and Rezaian from right, uh, Jalal uh, uh, Hosseini, you say Jalal Hosseini, and Purali Ganji, two central defenders, Milad Mohammadi left, uh, Shojai and Hajsafi, uh, two control players on midfield, uh, or six or eight, and Kariman, sorry for on ten. Jahan Bash right. Uh, I go between Sardar and Kave, one of these two uh, in target man, and uh, left side uh, Taremi. Baba, give us your most pessimistic lineup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with the realistic what we would expect, although I would probably make one change in goal. I think Bayron Band will start, but I would rather have Ayrzahayli there. Uh, from left to right, it would be Mohammadi, uh, Pulali Ganji, Hosseini, and I think in the first game it can be Kafuri, and then in other games it may have uh, uh, Rezaian or vice versa. I, I, I really feel they will interchange at the World Cup. We'll have Hadsafi as a mainstay in central midfield next to probably in the first game Shojai, but I think uh, Said will come into that uh, spot. And then number 10, I think in the first game, as it's very important, we may have Karim Ansarifat based on what we saw. In other games, we may have Masood starting there. On the left side, Taremi, Sadar as the undisputed number nine, uh, at least for the first 50 minutes, 50, 60 minutes. And then Ariza Jahanbaksh on the right. I would like to see someone uh, given a chance at the number 10 uh, as we move into the World Cup, uh, rather than, uh, let's say, Instead of Alios or Jahan Baksh, I would re I, I really feel that on the counter, uh, someone, um, Alios or Taremi, Sardor, they could be very lethal, especially against the two sides that'll uh, uh, peg us back, like Spain and Portugal. Thank you guys so much for your time, Mr. Hashemi. We'll definitely have you on more. Thank you as always for your time. And is there any last final points you guys would like to say? Uh, uh, thank you guys and uh, let's be positive positive and uh, uh, we have to be behind our national team that's what I want to say definitely thank you Bobak Pejwan uh, is there any last final points it was always as usual it was great to be on uh, like Mr. Hashemi said we need to be optimistic I have a good feeling and you know I don't usually have those <laughs> but I have a good feeling and uh, I think uh, the World Cup final for us is against Morocco. Like Mr. Hashimi said, if we win that, it, it, it's a must that we have to get three points. That concludes our discussion that we had with Babake Goldriz, Pejman Pars, Mr. Amir Hashim Mogaddam. We hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, thank you so much for sending us your questions. Uh, we've done, I think, a fabulous job so far by doing the best as we could to spread the word around, around Iranian football to the globe. Uh, your support is crucial for us. If you could please subscribe to us on iTunes, give us a review, check out the website. All our content is there. Uh, let people just know uh, such a thing exists. Um, you could contact us at goldbazanpodcast.com. Our Twitter is goldbazan, Facebook, goldbazan. 
and our email address is mail at goldbazampodcast.com. However, if there's for whatever reason you guys wanted to message one of the directors, um, you know, personally, all our information is up on the website. As always, we appreciate the support. Thank you, folks.